0: Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today I will be talking about conversion tracking on landing pages. And many times we see landing pages live on subdomains or even completely separate domains. So I'm going to go through some scenarios that we commonly see with landing pages, the most common issues we see with tracking on landing pages, how you can go about fixing or addressing some of these issues that I will be sharing, and that'll be it. So let's start with the scenarios. And actually, before I even get into the scenario, let us let me share why I'm recording this particular episode. So when it comes to tracking in general, most, if not all of our customers, they, they pay very close attention to attribution. And specifically, I like to think about attribution in two ways. There's the, hey... I need to answer the question of what's my marketing media mix, what channels are driving top of the funnel, middle of the funnel conversions, and how do I need to distribute budget? The part of attribution that we live in at Elevar and with our customers is ensuring that your analytics or marketing channel destinations, so think Facebook, Cappy, TikTok, etc., ensuring that those channels are getting all of your events and conversions along with the quote unquote attributable data. So customer data, session data, what Facebook calls advanced matching parameters, ensuring that each of these channels are getting that data. So ultimately, the platform can connect an in app activity. So think someone clicking on an ad to a conversion. Because if we just sent the platforms conversions without any of this data that they can attribute back to that person, It wouldn't really do any good. You'd have zeros everywhere. And then Google Analytics, you'd have every conversion attributed to direct none, which nobody wants. So that's a little bit of the reason why we're talking about this today. And ultimately, the nuances that we're seeing as there's more friction on client-side tracking and for those that are our customers, we've been making a big push to server-side tracking over the last couple of years. And landing page builders and these complex funnels that we're seeing many of our customers and non-customers create, it can many times throw a wrench into tracking where things aren't working as expected, attribution isn't looking as as you'd expect, et cetera. So that's uh, just a little bit of an overview before we jump into the scenarios. So the most common scenarios that we see with landing pages is number one, headless sites. We had an episode, I think it was episode number five with John, from our team where we went really deep into all of the tracking issues and nuances that we've seen in headless builds over the last four to five years, and what you can potentially do in working with your team to help proactively address those issues that can come up. Because when you think about the headless site, you will have your main site on the primary domain, and then Shopify checkout will live on a subdomain, and potentially recharge might be on, on another domain as well. The next common scenario we see with landing pages will be the mini headless site. So it could be a Webflow plus Shopify mix where you have landing pages created in Webflow, you drive a bunch of traffic there, and then you're ultimately pushing people back to Shopify to complete their purchase. So that's another common scenario that we've been seeing over the last year or so, and one that likely will continue as well as Webflow makes it really easy to get a PWA or, or a nice-looking, functioning landing page created quickly. The next common scenario is we have the Shopify theme living on the WWW site and then the landing page builder. So this could be ClickFunnels is the one that comes to, comes to mind for me, at least, initially when I think landing page builders. But there's so many of them out there, but you think you have a separate landing page that you are creating on this separate piece of software. And then again, you are driving people back to Shopify to convert. Similar to the Webflow example, but there are uh, others like that as well. Then we have the SEO-driven landing pages. So think, we have a couple of our customers, Perfect Keto and Bulletproof. They do a tremendous job pulling in traffic through organic search, coming through their blog. So think WordPress site, and then ultimately pushing people to the shop.perfectketo.com to complete their purchase. So this is another subdomain landing page example where two platforms and different attribution nuances to consider. And then the last example would be the landing pages that are self-contained within the Shopify theme. So think Shogun landing page builder, Zipify, et cetera. These landing pages live within your Shopify theme and generally don't have as many, there are tracking issues, but don't have as many of the attribution issues that we come across when the landing page is a completely different Piece of software different site etc so the common issues that we see in landing page tracking and attribution specifically is is actually attribution so i just defined the difference in attribution the way that i'll be talking about it today and it's ensuring that traffic that comes into the landing page ultimately is properly reported in analytics or to facebook etc when that user makes their way ultimately back to the shopify site and completing their purchase so, the most common example that we see or most common issue is that UTMs ultimately break. So, this could happen because let's say you are using Google Tag Manager. Let's say you have Google Tag Manager set up on the Shopify site, but you don't have Google Tag Manager set up on the separate landing page. So, your off site, off Shopify landing page. So, in that case, if you just have all of your tracking in GTM, Nothing is triggering on that separate landing page. So if we use, I'll use impact radius for affiliate tracking. If somebody clicks on an affiliate ad that goes to your landing page and it has the IR click ID in the URL that ultimately the impact tracking or the L of our tracking would pick up, set that in a cookie or in local storage, and then pass that all the way to the checkout and purchase process. If there's nothing there on that landing page to pick up that IR click ID and the query parameter value, then by the time the user clicks to add to cart and they move their way to the Shopify site, that URL query parameter is gone. And it's basically like that user came in direct and did not come in through that affiliate link. There are other examples and reasons where we see UTMs or attribution breaking on the landing page to the handoff to Shopify. So many landing pages will use a buy now button or the auto add to cart. And there's a little bit of a nuance here with Shopify. The way Shopify handles the buy now buttons is essentially Shopify is creating a, a checkout on the fly. And this is this is why you're able to take those buy now buttons and embed them anywhere. Is Shopify is handling that complexity of creating the cart, creating the session inside of Shopify and Grabbing all the data that Shopify is grabbing as part of that. But if you were using, in the case of Elevar, so if, if we are using the Shopify cart and storing different attributes on that particular user session when they land on the site or they do different, different things like adding to cart across the site, that scenario by default isn't going to work with some of the buy now buttons. Now, the one asterisk I'll say, if you are an Elevar customer and using our Elevar fully managed server side tracking, we do handle that use case, if you are not an L of our customer or don't have another app or solution that handles that buy now button complexity in your server side tracking, then that could be one area or one source where you are potentially losing out on some of that attribution. So that is another common example again. So the first one was no GTM that is implemented on the landing page that you have on your main Shopify site. Or even within gtm you don't have the same tracking scripts that are supposed to trigger on both of those domains and then the buy now uh, button add the card example as well so this symptom if you do have a landing page set up, and you are wondering how can i validate or double check myself to see if this is working you would typically see this with a loss in attribution and think about google analytics so you would not have any if you were to go to the landing page report in GA, and then just add a secondary dimension of source medium, if you don't see any attribution to your paid channels or affiliates or whomever's driving traffic to that landing page, that would typically be a telltale sign here that there is an issue that needs to be potentially fixed and addressed. The next issue that we typically see is cookies not passive so of cookie values. And again, this is very similar to UTMs and the way to think about it, but When somebody lands on a landing page, there's different tracking that's set up and they're setting cookies. And those cookie values are typically used and passed off in different events. So think an add to cart event or ultimately a purchase. So think about that affiliate uh, impact radius example where the affiliate drives the user to the site, the user ultimately completes that purchase. You and impact want that conversion with the click ID sent back to impact radius so impact can ultimately attribute that conversion back to the affiliate so the affiliates happy they get money you're happy you got a conversion everyone's happy and everyone wins so with cookie values many of those many trackers will store those type of values like those click id values in a cookie and then those are used in the conversion tracking setup that's passed back so that there can be issues that'll come up where again depending on your particular setup if it's completely separate domain, so not even a subdomain, but a separate domain, that definitely can be an issue. We used to see this all the time with Recharge, where you are not on a subdomain with Recharge, you are on the Recharge domain. So there's always customizations that we'd have to put in place to ensure that, essentially that attribution, whether it's UTM or cookie values were stitched together. So things functioned as normal and uh, everyone was happy. And again, in terms of the attribution of that order going to the proper party. The other issues that we typically see with landing pages will be around your event data. So think add to cart events, product detail view events, or collection page events. This will be the, hey, you're on a landing page and someone clicks add to cart. You want the add to cart event to go to Facebook or Google Ads or TikTok or Google Analytics. So you can remarket to those people or you can follow your funnel and analytics. Many times these landing pages, just I'll just use Webflow, an example, they're not gonna automatically populate this data layer that your tags will pick up by default or enhanced e-commerce and GA will pick up by default. So that's typically a pretty big gap that we'll see and either have to help the merchant implement this data layer custom into the landing page, or if it's a self-contained Shogun Zipify landing page builder, just make sure that the our snippets are installed there, which I'm gonna come back to that in a second in terms of how to fix or address this issue. But just to put a summary on the common issues that we see with landing pages, attribution breaks, so UTMs aren't passed from the landing page to the Shopify site and the nuance that can happen there. Cookie values, again, same thing, those aren't passed over, which can lead to loss in attribution for a particular channel. And then the quote unquote data layer events like add to cart, product views, collection views, et cetera. So we've talked about the issues and the common scenarios and I'm gonna share how to address these issues on your own. So let's start with the easiest one. If you are using Shogun, Zipify, or any other landing page builder that lives within Shopify, the easiest way to address and fix this is just make sure you have your data layer implemented on those custom themes. So using Elevar as an example, when you install Elevar, we are injecting the data layer into your theme.liquid and checkout.liquid. But many times, if you're using Shogun or other landing page builders, you might have another template file called like theme-shogun or theme v 2 or whatever, whatever you call it. The L of our snippets just need to be implemented onto those template files or into those template files as well. Once that's done, then we do our work of grabbing the add to cart actions and all that fun stuff. And there'll be a link in the show notes that'll go through this in more detail on how to set up. If it's a... Custom headless site like the Webflow example or a ClickFunnels example, there's two ways, two options to fix this. Number one, implement a data layer actually into your code base. So if it's a headless site, we work with all of our customers and partners like Pack Digital to help implement this into the actual site. If it is a one product, like one or two product type site, and sometimes you can actually implement this directly in GTM so if it's a single product site you just take that product view add to cart tag in GTM and you can even just hard code the values directly into those variables so think product name product price etc so those are the two typical options that we see in fixing and addressing this for headless sites the big one so this big example that is going to be a big fix for any of these scenarios is the URL uh, decorate tag. So basically what we're doing here is if you're driving a bunch of traffic to your landing page and you want to have server side integrations up and running to fill that gap. So instead of having 70 to 80% of your conversions being sent to GA, Facebook, Google ads, et cetera, that we will typically see with the client side tracking. If you are using server side tracking, then the URL decorate tag is almost a necessity. And basically what this is doing is taking all of your query parameters that live on that URL when somebody, when a user or shopper clicks on an ad and goes to your landing page, where you have UTM source equals Facebook, Medium, paid social, et cetera, et cetera. All we're doing with this fix is when the user goes from your landing page over to the Shopify site, all of those URL query parameters are attached to that url when they hit shopify so then everything can function as normal cookies are set utm parameters are stored everything functions as normal in this server-side tracking environment so there'll be i'll have a link in the show notes that i go through i'll implement it it's pretty quick it doesn't it sounds more complex than what it really is it's been around forever in the world of analytics and sometimes you might need it for client-side tracking as well just to ensure that everything is is passed over properly to any of your native Shopify app integrations that, again, if if I take Elevar out of the picture and you are just using native Shopify apps or potentially other third-party apps that just live in the Shopify theme, those won't work on these custom landing pages either unless you implement them in a custom fashion. So that is a little bit on landing page tracking and conversion tracking, scenarios and issues that we commonly see. There'll be a bunch of links in the show notes that'll go through these fixes in more detail. As always, if you have feedback, questions, shoot me an email, brad at getelevar.com, And uh, I will use any some feedback that I got a couple of weeks ago on how do I address this? Ultimately me telling like, is it just a matter of using Elevar? So if you are using any of these custom landing pages, the way to fix this or address it yourself, number one, implement that URL decorate tag so that triggers on that custom landing page. Number two, ensure that Lovar, the data layer snippets and our, our fully managed server-side tracking. So not the GCM server-side tracking, use the fully managed server-side tracking. Make sure that's implemented on your Shopify store because that's gonna help address all of these buy now button issues, et cetera. That can happen with those checkouts created on the fly. And just monitor, so inside of analytics, If the tracking is working as expected and looks as it would expect in Google Analytics, and what I mean by that is your landing pages have attributable channels to them, if it's working there, then uh, you can assume that it's going to work for your other channels as well. And again, if you're using an affiliate, you'll know right right away if it's working because if the affiliate is not getting the click attributions passed back and you have a 0% match rate or a really low match rate, they're going to be telling you that that's an issue that needs to get addressed. So that's it for today. Appreciate you. And uh, I will see you next time. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcast. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again.